kick us off or? Yeah, sure. All right. This is uh, the first of maybe many, maybe few podcasts, interviews. Some. 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 The first of some. Some. The first of some podcasts with me, Caleb Anderson, and you, Stanley Breadcrumb. (laughs) Stanley Breadcrumb. What's this podcast about, Caleb? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stanley. This is a podcast about golf and mm. getting better at golf. And the podcast is called BBGG, which stands for Be Better, Get Good, I think. Be Better, Get Good. All right, I will. It's a, <laughs> it's a motto I've used for a long time. Yes. But... Uh, it's only recently applicable to uh, the great game of golf. Indeed. Right, so... Indeed. So what are we doing? We're, we're, well, look, I think we're, uh, we both enjoy golf. We do. We, uh... Well, let's... let's. Why don't we start with um, talking a bit about ourselves and our golf games and how we got introduced to golf and, and where we're at now. Yeah, right. Well, I started playing golf when I was like 10. Dad used to take me out to the little course in South Australia, a place called Louth Bay, and there was a little nine-hole course with uh, slag greens, which is like black sand. It was like sand mixed with oil. That was my first experience in golf. Oh, okay. It had a two-sided rake. So you, you raked the green like the bunker when you were finished. When your ball landed on it, you had to flip it over and on the other side, it wasn't a rake. It was just smooth metal, and you had to smooth a path from your ball up to the hole. Oh, wait. And putt along the smooth sand. What an introduction. Yeah. Then I played with him maybe a couple of times a year and because uh, he wasn't huge into golf, so it didn't really rub off on me like that. It wasn't until we moved up from South Australia to Queensland that I started playing more often. I used to play with my brother all the time. Mm. And I started playing on my own. When I got really serious about it, I was playing like three or four times a week, just going to nine-hole courses. There was a used to be a course at Burley called Burley Palms, and there was a um, little nine-holer, but it was a fun course, mostly flat. Uh, anyway, that's gone now. Now it's baseball fields or something. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's, that's, my, that's where I started and what really got me interested in golf. I guess. So by, I mean, maybe I'll introduce my little, my, yeah, what, my, my golf experience. What was your golf experience? So growing up as a child, I, I wish, well, I remember my father had a great white shark. He had a hat, hmm. Greg Norman hat, the shark logo hat, and I loved it and I always wore it and I wish my golf story started there. <laughs> I wish I started as a child and was able to learn and progress and get good before I was um, now at the ripe age of 31 starting yeah. my journey. Oh, I wish I learned how to play good when I was a kid too. Yeah. But uh, no, I hated the game of golf as a youngster. I thought it was boring. I uh, It would come on telly and I would be like, no, next channel. <laughs> um, it wasn't until about maybe – my mid-teens, where we were at the front of uh, a mate's place and we were hitting 
cane toads <laughs> with golf clubs. As you do. There's about 50, I reckon, one that particular night at the front of his house. And mm-hmm. I think probably probably worth noting that cane toads are a pest where we live. So Yes, um, very much so. Yeah, they're bad for the environment. So I was doing the environment a favour. Um, hitting golf, golf uh, swinging the golf club, hitting the cane toads and – my mate's father said, "Oh, you got a pretty, you're a pretty natural swing there." Oh yeah, right, eh? I'll fast forward another ten years or so, and it disappeared. When we uh, started in my early adulthood, started hitting up driving ranges and playing the occasional nine holes, um, and then fast forward another oh, nearly decade, I guess, yeah. to where. I started enjoying the game and went, oh, this is actually a bit of all right. Nice and therapeutic, getting out smacking a ball, getting angry at it, <laughs> and then smacking it and potentially hitting a good one. Yes. Um, that, that's a bit of a, my very brief introduction in golf um, to where it is today. Yeah. Um, so given that we've just given our uh, short backstories – for the for the purpose of this podcast, what are our um, what are your goals moving forward? Where what where, where do you hope golf will take you personally? Well, look, I I have started seriously aiming towards getting to scratch, which I know a lot of people wish they were scratch golfers, and uh, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort. So I'm 33 right now. And I would like to be a scratch golfer by the time I'm 40. And I don't know how realistic that is, but you know, I'm going to work at it anyway. I may as well set myself a goal to work towards. And look, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But ideally, by the time I'm 40, I'd be a PGA pro, officially recognized. Not necessarily out playing tours, but maybe get a job on a golf course or something and uh, mm-hmm. play golf for the rest of my life. I mean, that does sound pretty good. Yes. Yes, it does. What are your goals mm-hmm. moving forward? Well, it's probably worth noting at the time, like we we've both got um pretty young families. Yes. Uh, so golf is not as not as frequent as we possibly like. I'm <laughs> no. um, trying to improve on once a fortnight game. Yeah. So play, playing about once a fortnight now. Um, also worth noting, we're not very good. <laughs> We, uh, we, yes. The goal at the minute is to consistently break 100, which I've broken 100 once. Yep. I've broken 100 twice, both at Coplex. Yeah. It's a uh, four and a half kilometre course. A short course, part, what was it, past 67. Yeah. When I say I've broken 100, I mean I've broken 100 on a past 72 once. Oh, well. Yeah. And I'd like to uh, do that consistently. That's. But um, I think moving forward, once once the kids grow up a bit and I can start playing more, I'd like to get a single digit handicap. Um, yeah. Just just sort of ride that and enjoy myself with it. Very nice. Yeah. Like to uh, see see uh, how I go with that before I'm sort of before the kids leave the coop. I'd like to be single digit. So once they do leave the coop, be smashing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go out and get lessons every week and then you get down to scratch when you're like 50 and then you join the Champions Tour um, after you've won a championship. Yeah, mate. Of course. Not interested in joining any sort of tour. Um, you don't want to make lots and lots of money playing golf? 
I look a bit nice. It's I'm not. I'm not. That's not my goal. Just Fair want. Enough. I just want to be good. Look, I like the idea of being able to go on tour and play golf. But if I'm being realistic, that's not happening in the next ten years. And by then, I'll be forty-three. And who knows? I don't know how the older oldest person to ever join the PGA Tour was, but I'm sure it's probably somewhere between 40 and 50. Yeah, I don't know those those stats. No, not really a stats guy. No. No. Well, man, joining the Tour is a big deal, yeah? I mean, scratch isn't good enough. Yeah. Is it? No, that's true. No. You have to be a, a minus one or a plus one. Or plus, plus handicapper. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting... The game of golf is uh, what it can do and how different um, everyone's skill levels can still make it a viable, enjoyable sport for people. Yeah. I'm um, saying that again. My goals are only to get to single digits. I think the short term, I'd like to be bogey golf. Yeah. Bogey golf in the next couple of years. Yep. And then mid, uh, sorry, single digit handicap by the time I'm about 40-ish. Yeah, that's but, ideal. I want to work towards that. Look, I don't think it would be that hard to get to bogey golf. I mean, you got, what is it, seven years for me anyway. Yeah. That, uh, is what I want to get to scratch. And I don't think it's going to take seven years to go from being a 29 to being an 18. I think that'll be just a couple of lessons learning the crucial things. Like, I mean, we played last week and I shot 119. And I reckon about 50 of those shots were probably chips. Is that right? Yeah. I, I chipped more on most holes than I um, hit with my long irons or putted. Yeah, okay. But I think think putting was a big uh, issue with me last week. Oh, man. Those greens were terrible, though. The greens were concrete. <laughs> yeah, they were... Uh... I think they were more akin to uh, what you'd find on a tour. A speed yeah, maybe. Yeah. They were, they, they were fast. Fastest greens I've ever played. Yeah. They were after maybe the first five holes, I started just um, I underhit a few holes because I was just tapping the ball like super soft. Yeah. And it would just roll. Yeah. And especially like on a downhill shot, I was like, the it's crazy how much difference it made when you um, tapped it downhill with a small break than when you actually like hit it like obviously if the ball's moving faster it's not going to break as much but it was crazy that on the uh, ones with even the little break you could sort of read it better if you you could hit it softer yeah I had a couple of uh, close putts and very many uh, not close putts <laughs> well it's, yeah it's interesting towards the end of the round um, I definitely started to get a feel for them mm. where like even to the point on the 18th I one putted um, from a good twelve foot away, yeah, well, which is pretty good. It's a miracle, it's a miracle, miracle. <laughs> but um, it was wet and boggy, and I, I think I struggled when I had miss hit, got into the trees, um, because the rough was so boggy. Yeah, I it took me a couple couple of shots a few times to get out of the trees and back on the fairway. Even oh, the man. even the fairway was a bit wet. It's hard to get up. Yeah, that rough was um, that rough was disgusting. But considering how wet the fairways and rough were, mm. and even the sand, like the sand was like, um, it was like the, when you go to the beach and you're like at the water that's had sand, I mean, had 
you're at the water that what am I trying to say? When you're at the sand that's when you're at the sand that had water over it, yeah, and it's receded back a bit and isn't really going over that area anymore, but it's still kind of uh, wet. That's how the uh, bunkers felt. Yeah, yeah. That really like sludgy sand. I only hit one bunker. It was on the fifth hole, and I um, completely picked it clean. But I think I hit it a little bit thin, and then uh, just flew a bit too far. Yeah, right. It was a nice shot, but I'm surprised how um, for how wet the course was, how dry and hard the greens were. I expected. As soon as I stood out on that first fairway and felt how sludgy the the grass felt, even in the past that looked dry, I I was expecting the greens to be super soft, and they just weren't. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't think of that because you're right. The greens were really dry and really firm. Didn't yeah, really really yeah it's different like, to how the actual course yep yeah. the fairway played. I was looking forward to it. I was like, I'm gonna hit some beautiful shots that are just gonna spin back nicely. <laughs> Grip the ground? Nope. Yeah. I recall one of my shots. I can't remember what hole it was. I think it was the... Might have been the ninth. Anyway, I hit a perfect 60 degree. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Landed within a couple of metres of the hole, but did not bite it at all and just rolled off. Yep. It's it dead set. I've never seen a ball hit a green like that. and just bounce. <laughs> it bounced so high. Yeah, well, look, I wish that I was chipping accurately and that I could have seen my ball bounce and bounce off the green. But uh, <laughs> none of my chips except one hit the green. And uh, that was very disappointing. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a few few chips I played which were, um, if I don't mind tooting my own horn, they were spectacular. Absolutely yeah. spectacular. Couldn't have played them better. That's just seemed fair. to roll away. Got myself in a couple of pickles, which uh, required some finesse. Yeah, it's probably. I reckon you um, you have pretty good um, chipping action for your. You got that little short backswing, and then you absolutely accelerate the crap out of that ball. And I reckon you you generate quite a bit of backspin. I think if you had a a, a urethane ball, I reckon you'd. Um, you'd notice a big difference yeah. when you hit the green. Potentially. I just don't have the uh, coin to fork out. Mind you, I'm losing less and less balls these days. Yes, that's a great point. <laughs> I lost, I found two balls, as did you, I'm pretty sure, and yeah. I lost three. I found three, lost two. Maybe you found my three. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> nah, nah, mate, nah, mate. Been nah. about that life. You wouldn't have given them away. I actually didn't find, uh, find any myself. They were all from Rob. Yeah, right. Good. It's probably that, that course in particular, Coolangatta West course. Yes. Coolangatta Tweed Heads Golf Club. The West course is uh, probably the hardest course I've played, and mainly due to the fact that those greens are so hard. Yeah. You read breaks on them that um, don't exist. Yeah. And then you, you hit it, and it goes a mile. So yeah. I've three-putted that more times than I'd like to admit. Yeah, it wasn't a, not a... Not a good day for putting, putting and green play. It was actually, now that you mention it, that course, and I mean, we played Gainsborough two weeks ago, or a fortnight before that. Yeah. And we both scored pretty well at Gainsborough. And I, look, I took a couple of mulligans for some chips that I did that were just shocking. And if I accurately look back at my score, I think I probably would have shot about 106. And I lost three balls, 
I think there. Two of them on the first hole. <laughs> yeah. Chipping them and shanking them straight out into the water. Yeah. So I've just looked at my stats, my putting stats. Yeah. From our last round, I, I putted forty-three times. Right. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Like, that that was there was two one putts. Far out. That's a okay. That's a lot of two, lot of, two lot, and three putts. A lot of three putts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just. I'm just getting mine up now. Which means so. my. I'm, I'm not happy with my approach. My proximity to hole, yeah, pretty poor. So my my putts per hole for our last game was one point nine, and I think that's helped a lot by the fact that Which a lot of my first putts were from off the green. <laughs> right, is that Gainsborough or um, no? That was at uh, Coolangatta. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what? What's forty three? I don't, I don't know the average. Well, 43, you're probably looking at it would be 2 plus 5, so 5 to 1, and carry 1, and uh, probably an average of 2.1. Recurring, of course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, 2.1 sounds pretty close to that. That's not actually that bad. Like, you only, uh, I mean, 36 is 2 part per hole. Yeah, right. So, well, you'd be closer than 2.3. Yes, you're right. 2.3. Wait. Yeah, you're right. Oh, look, maths was never my strong suit. So in 16 holes, though, because I've one-putted two of them, in 16 holes... You were 41. I've putted 41 times. Yeah, it's not good. Which isn't, isn't as good. No. Well, I mean, we're not pros, right? <laughs> we haven't broken 100, or you've broken 100 once on a full-size no, course. Well, well, I think the point is... Um, well, the, the original point I made was... That's probably the hardest course we've played, and that's that's a very good reason. And there's yep. clear clear indicator as to why. Yeah. Um, like, and that doesn't include the shots that hit the green and rolled off, right? Yeah, right. You're right. Because that happened a number of times. I played a couple of really nice shots on a couple of par threes and hit the green and just kept going. Oh, man. So then I'm forced to chip back on and three-putt again. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so the way I was hitting my long irons... Because I've been working at that at the driving range, as you know. Yeah. And uh, smoking them at the driving range. Yeah. Even oh, I went through, the last time I went to the range before we went out, I went through every every shot in my bag. Yeah. Or every club, I should say. Yeah. And I smoked every single club and I was like, yep, this is great. I'm so confident going out. And everything above my six iron, so from seven to both my wedges, was just shocking. Like, none of it went online. All of it went right. So, my, I mean, you remember the, uh, I think it was the fifth or sixth hole is a par three. Mm. And um, smacked it straight through the middle of those trees. <laughs> and it was, um, yeah, it, that's pretty much how all of my par threes went. I thought, nah, I'm going to hit it straight this time. And every every single par three shot of mine just leaked out to the right. And it wasn't fading, it wasn't slicing, it was just I'd pushed it. Yeah, I had a bit of that action going on. I have no idea how to fix it. I have a feeling it was just my club face was too open or I was swinging wrong. But I, I think that was my issue too. I'm getting used to or trying to get used to a new new swing. Yep. Um, and I think I was over-correcting. Yeah. Forcing me to push it right. Yeah. Even my... I was um, actually surprised. My driving wasn't terrible. 
and I didn't really hit any. I hit one major slice. Actually, I hit two major slices. So we of we have the tradition of doing the Bryson, the Bryson shot on the uh, 18th hole, mm. where you just got to tee it up and let it rip with your driver. Yep. See how it goes. And if it doesn't go good, you stick another one on it. Didn't count. And so I tried that, and he sliced so far out to the right. I reckon it carried the. It was probably a good. 30 or 40 metres wide, landed on the other side of the road. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, that only happened twice. So it happened on that hole and it happened on the ninth hole. I did the same thing. I thought, you know what, I can I can fly this one pretty long. <laughs> I smacked the stuffing off of it that <laughs> went straight out the right and landed in the water, which gave me a chance to use my fairway wood for the first time. And uh, How'd that go? That was good. It was. Uh, it's amazing how much my long iron practice paid off for my fairway woods. Yeah, I, f- I found the same. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I need to get a better app for tracking my distances, but I would estimate, considering I was only about sixty meters out from that par five green, after two shots with fairway woods, I would say I probably hit between one hundred and eighty and two hundred meters on both of those shots, mm. which is like, I mean. I don't know. That's uh, what two hundred yards. It's a very good shot for uh, where we're at. Yeah, very good shot. Yeah, like as I said before, my uh, long iron play wasn't the problem. But moving forward, I told my wife last night. I said, you know what? I wouldn't be upset if you got me the most repetitive present in the world for any event that requires giving a present to each other. If you bought me golf lessons, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, okay, noted. I thought, great. So hopefully I have some more lessons coming my way because, look, I think um, that's probably what actually has paid off most with my um, long irons was just getting the tips. Getting the tips. Yeah, it's always helpful to have um, someone who's any good giving you tips rather than folks who you're playing with. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Rob from the Colonial. Rob from the Colonial. Yeah. Irish guy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what's the plan this week? This week we're... Uh, well, this is our off week. Hoping to hit the range. Yeah. So I'm 100% going tonight. Yeah, okay. Uh, might, uh, might get a little report next time we uh, convene. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have been a few times before we next convene. We next record an episode of the show. BBGG. BBGG. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what about equipment-wise? What? Because I know you have a fitting coming up. Yes, seventh of April, one thirty p.m. I believe. Right, <laughs> bit specific. Yeah. How um, what what do you hope to get from that? Well, look, I it's at Cool Clubs in Carrara, and which is in the KDB building. And having a look on their website, it looks like they've got pretty much all of the equipment that they use at the big. Uh, fitting places over in the States. And uh, I'm hoping to see basically how how much I need to change my um, own clubs to fit my swing or change bits of my swing to fit my clubs. I mean, like, if I'm... Obviously, they'll be able to tell me if the lie angle is right or if the loft is right and all that sort of stuff. But um, there's a machine they use... I think it might actually just be like a uh, camera on the roof or something and you swing and it shows where your club face is. It 
in respect to where the ball is and where you struck it and whether it's hit in the middle of the face or on the toe, the heel, whatever. Yeah. So I think uh, that information is going to be um, more useful than I know what to do with right now for being able to whether just work on it myself or take it to a pro and be like, hey, look, this is how I'm hitting. need you to fix me. Because, uh, I mean, when I, when I went for my first lesson, all I said to him pretty much was, I can't really hit my long irons. And he tried to show me why my swing was bad and changed my swing. And, I mean, it didn't help to begin with. And he was like, go to the range for a few weeks, test it out, see how you go. And so I did. And uh, finally, played a few games before I actually went to the range and was disappointed every time I miss hit it. But that's, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, aside from obviously being able to get fit for which clubs would do best for me, I think my biggest... Um, takeaway is going to be what I can change about my swing first mm. hopefully well I think some points to note from my observations of your game is you, your equipment is um, playing with a bit the weaker loft clubs yep um, and your swing allows you to hit the ball real high <laughs> yes really high it's a weaker weaker lofted clubs and a really high um, trajectory you're not getting the distance you could um, probably get with some clubs that are maybe stronger and I'd say stiffer shaft too but that's just well you know what it's funny you mentioned that because that's probably and I hadn't really thought about it until now but that's probably why I um, was hitting my five wood so well because my five wood's an old PGA like titanium head with a um, steel shaft and that thing, like, I don't feel any flex in that when I hit it. It feels like I'm hitting, like, just trying to hit a, a broomstick or something. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, when I hit the ball nicely, I can feel the whole club wobble, which is counter to what I'm saying. But it's just a really, it's really interesting that with my irons, if I hit really nicely, it feels like I haven't hit anything. And if I hit a really nice one with my wood, it's like, I mean, those clubs are old. They're, like, nearly 20 years old now. Mm. So not surprising the technology's come a long way since then well i'm very curious to see where this fitting takes you yeah because i I can almost guarantee you they'll fit with stiff stiff shafts and they'll get you stronger lofted clubs and i think you'll find if they do the all the lie angle adjustments and all that stuff you'll be gapping your clubs a lot better too yeah well that's the other thing they i checked their website and uh it said that they can adjust adjust the loft and lie during the uh, fitting. And I thought, do they, I, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to clarify with them on the day. But if that means that they're going to adjust the loft and lie on my clubs during the fitting, that would be perfect. But they might also be, just be saying that they can adjust it on the clubs that I'm testing with to see what works for me. Because mm. they do offer the, the loft and lie adjustment as a separate package. Right. So... I'm not sure if it's, it'll all be included or not, but I'm very interested. Yes, just just see how that goes and if that improves or doesn't really improve your game, or because obviously if you're mechanically wrong, then uh, it's just going to go wrong anyway. Yes, can't fix it with sticks. No, fix it with uh, other things. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> lessons, training. Practice. Practice, practice, practice. Discipline. Get dodged. 
<laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Okay. Maybe I need a shock collar. It shocks me every time I make a bad swing. Ah, uh, yeah, wouldn't. <laughs> 120 shocks a game, guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, right now we're just we're just getting our money's worth from golf. Yeah. On the course. Yeah, that's about it. Unless you play at a more expensive place, and then yeah, you're getting a little bit less than your money's worth. I'd say. Yeah. Like that's uh, I haven't really been pushing to go back to the glades. Well, I did a little bit, but at the moment I'm sort of like, you know what? If I can play somewhere nice like Arundel Hills for fifty bucks, then yeah, I don't need to play anywhere that's going to cost more than that until I can appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we better wrap it up. Yeah, our studio's uh, running out of petrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money doesn't grow on trees. You're right. As the crow flies. Yes, verbatim. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, well, I mean... I'll be a monkey's uncle. Good, good introduction, I think, to us, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time uh, Next time we get together, we'll speak faster, more eloquently. Well, we're just talking, right? Yeah, that's true. We're the everyman golfer. We are every men. Every men. Maybe that's, what we, maybe that's what we should call ourselves. BBGG by the Everyman. The Everyman. Because I don't know about you, there's there's not a lot of YouTube um, content for golf that isn't like that's bad. Normal bad people, right? Yeah, you're right. It's, every, it's, it's, all, yeah. it's all like single-digit handicappers. Yep. And they're all good and you're like, they give you all the tips and stuff and you're like, well. Thanks. I mean, there's tips and stuff, but it's just, it's not content for the everyman, right? Yeah. But I, that, I think that bothers me, listening to golf podcasts and, and golf YouTube and whatnot, where they're all good. Yeah. Even some of them are like, oh, we're terrible, but they're single-digit handicappers. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't realize the foreplay guys were um, most as of, good as they are. Most of them are single-digit. Yeah. Except Trent. <laughs> I don't know about Trent. But he's, um, he's all right. That's what I mean. They're, they're, I mean, they claim to be the everyman golfer, but they're just not. No. Nah. Well, I mean, look, if we if we take the same path as them, because I'm sure they started out as the everyman golfer, then uh, one day we're not going to be the everyman golfer and people are going to listen to us and go, who oh, are these flogs? They're not talking for the well, that's, person shooting 100. That's why we're taking them on the journey. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... Because what is it? Ninety percent of golfers don't crack a hundred. Far out. Is it something like that? I don't, I know. don't know. That's a. I'll just quickly. Uh, that's a statistic. I'll quickly get that statistic because I may have just pulled that from my crack. Look, <laughs> um, well, it, it wouldn't surprise me, considering, especially with COVID, how many people have gone out and started taking an interest in golf. Yeah. Like for, for people to, be able to go out like I see on Reddit all the time. There's people who are like, oh. This is my this is my eighth month playing golf and I've just cracked ninety and I'm like what? I've been playing golf for nearly twenty years. Okay, now that statistic was very off. <laughs> what's the, what's the, the, actual, the actual statistic is um, half <laughs> <laughs> half of golfers. Wow. So right now we're in one half, sort of, and uh, looking to join the other half. So mo- most most golfers. Go on. Sit at a handicap of about... 29, 30. Percentage of total. Oh, my 
Okay. 40. It's higher than you'd expect. 25. So between between 9 and 17-ish handicap is most of the... Wow. Mind you, that's people with handicaps. Well, that's true. I guess uh, someone with a 29 handicap is probably not going to go join a club and be like, hey, give me a handicap. Yeah. So what a... Well, I mean, we're not members of clubs or anywhere that can give us a handicap in. You know what? Maybe that's what we should do first. Spend a hundred bucks. Go get a handicap. Yeah, I think. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't mind. The average, okay, average score. This is according to someone. Yeah. About half have broke a hundred in their golfing career. Right. Five percent of adult golfers less than eighty. The average score this is. Wow. Twenty-one percent eighty to eighty-nine. Okay. 29% 90 to 99, 24% 100 to 109, 10, 10% 110 to 119, and 11% 120 plus. So well, there's a few people that are good at golf. So we, we yeah. sit somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, wow. So if I want to break 80, I'm pretty much going to be in the top 5% of golfers. In the world. In the world. That's a, that's an insane statistic. Which, I mean, if, if we want to go to... I want to go single digits, right? It's in the top twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. I guess single digit handicap. You got to be uh, somewhere under 83, 83, 82, 81. Yeah, whatever. Eighty one would be your maximum score to stay at a nine handicap. So right now we're in about the top fifth. We're in the fiftieth percentile. Yeah. Right. The goal is to get to at least twentieth. Yep. Well, look. I think that's a reasonable goal. There we go. We're, we're literally the everyman. We're the average golfer. <laughs> we are. Literally. So we should talk garbage and talk golf. Yeah. What you can look forward to. Exactly. Oh. We'll be back in another undisclosed amount of time to uh, talk about golf. Yeah, see how we go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>